You are listening to Stand Out on LinkedIn, indispensable truths, tools, and tips, a show designed specifically to help you stand out. I'm Colleen McKenna, your host. I'm the author of It's Business, Not Social, and a longtime blogger, speaker, LinkedIn trainer, and coach. It's Business Not Social is our philosophy and method designed to help you stand out on LinkedIn. This podcast is for everyone looking to maximize their brand, network, career, and business initiatives. Meaning, finding a job, hiring, selling, and marketing. That pretty much includes most people. I will be talking with the experts on our Intero advisory team, outside experts whose insight I value, and sometimes it might just be me. Whatever the format, the goal is to get you closer to gaining traction and being a standout on LinkedIn. Let's dive in. Welcome to Stand Out on LinkedIn, indispensable truths, tools, and tips. I'm Colleen, your host. Stand Out on LinkedIn is brought to you by Intero Advisory, the leader in LinkedIn branding, sales, and recruiting enablement. Today, Sarah and I talk about a couple of our favorite marketing tools. Each of these tools are indispensable. They help us stand out. For those of you who don't know Sarah Bentley, she's Intero's marketing strategist. Sarah works directly with clients on branding, content, and outreach via LinkedIn. She has marketing and sales perspective, loves to create, and appreciates both words and imagery. She's always thinking, diving into new tools, and indulges me and my ongoing pursuit of just the right app. Sarah lives on the Eastern Shore of Maryland, loves a good Peloton workout, has mastered walking on a treadmill while working, and taking care of Gus for Dachshund. Today, Sarah and I want to talk about some of the marketing tools we rely on at Intero. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. It's good to be with you. We talk a lot about these tools every single day. So this is a a great way to just bring this content together and share this with our listeners. So my first question, considering how many digital tools are out there and how many we've looked at over the years, how do you assess what will work for us? I definitely think um, usability, like not adding any headaches to our team by implementing them is one of my number one goals. If it eases up some of our processes or it adds some great value, you know, that's one of the first things I look for. And I just want to make sure that it's something that's easy to use and it doesn't take a ton of steps to re-implement. So definitely making sure something's super easy to use, not adding an additional headache to our team because we do use so many different tools. I just want to make sure that what we're doing makes our lives easier. Right. We, especially this year and really over the last 15 months or so, and since you joined us again in the middle of 2020, we have really been working on streamlining our process and looking at ways where the tools all kind of work together. Yeah. Yeah. And our our team, it's really not only me doing the content too, our team has picked up so much of that responsibility as well. So making sure that they're able to follow the process and making sure it's smooth for them also, because they're doing so many different things. So adding content to their plate, I want to make sure that it's quick and easy for them to do. Great. And there's probably not a day that goes by that you don't get an email, a Slack message, a LinkedIn direct message from 
either somebody externally, a client, somebody we know, or somebody on the team, including usually me, that's like, hey, what about this tool? Do you know about this tool? We couldn't possibly vet every single tool out there. So many of them are the same. And sometimes we have to make like really hard choices and not go down the rabbit hole to test every single one of them, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely have to pick and choose. I'm always looking for tools that I've heard of before and then diving into those first because I feel like word of mouth from tons of other people who are using those tools is more valuable to me than getting those marketing emails that are super random. And it's like, check out our tool. I'd much rather hear it as a referral because then that tells me that those people either had some success with it or they haven't, and then it's not worth our time. Yep. Sounds great. All right. So this is probably a subjective question, but it's a good place to start. What digital tool do you consider our most important tool outside of LinkedIn? Well, I'm a huge fan of Canva. That's probably going to be my answer every time anyone asks me. This year, I feel like I've gotten to use it so much more in depth and create so much more with it. Starting out, we used to only use it for uh, company page images, mainly blog images, honestly. And just we used to even use Shutterstock and take stock images and then just resize them. So we weren't even using Canva in depth, I would say two years ago. So this year we've really kind of adopted it. And this stuff that you can do on Canva is endless. We've created logos and badges. Um, our 10 year badge is actually created on Canva. And it's really, really like you can do so much with it. We've created documents. Um, I've actually created all of the new inside modules, all of their workbooks are being updated and they're all created on Canva. So you can do anything from creating documents, creating images, layering images. There's just the possibilities are so endless with, with that platform. I agree. I think that the work that they have done in terms of their templates and just their creativity over the last year is crazy. Yeah. And you can have a free version of Canva, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And But we use canvaatwork.com, right? So Canva at Work is the premium version. I have to tell you, I'm not quite sure what that annual cost is, um, and I probably should know that. <laughs> but it's, it, that's, it's such a great value yeah. that I don't... I don't know the cost. I think it's probably under $100 a month. We should probably check that out and put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and, and we will. However, unbelievable return on that investment, whatever that cost is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I will say, I think the pro version is so worth it because you can see um, some of the elements that you can add and some of the images that you can use and they'll have the little pro icon. And I'm just sometimes I'm like, I don't know what we would do if we didn't have the pro version because those options, not that the Canva basic doesn't give you a ton of options, but that pro version gives you everything like you can do so much with the images they give you, they give you gradients, they give you different fonts, they give you so many different icons and elements that you can use. It's just it's amazing what they offer in just that pro version. And one of the things I rely on so very often is we have our brand kit up there, mm -hmm. right? So if I need to know what color one of our blues is, I just go jump into Canva, yeah. copy and paste that. It's like the easiest place for me to go because I always know it's going to be there. Yeah. So from folders to putting your brand kit in and those typefaces, it really helps you standardize quite a bit as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I use um, Canva for all of our templates. So if I have to create a background image on LinkedIn for any of our clients, I'll go into my template right there because I have the dimensions and I'm able to take their logo, match the color of their their brand color easily because um, Canva gives you that ability. And then I'll try to match their their fonts as easily by eye. But I mean, it's it's just such an easy to use tool and it makes my life so much simpler. It's so quick and easy to use. And we were actually talking yesterday on our inside group coaching session about content, what stands out. And we were talking about moving away from stock imagery and creating these sort of graphic images and templates that you can use to reinforce brand colors, a particular look that you want. And so it gives you a whole lot more um, flexibility, Mm -hmm. but actually what I would say would be sort of depth to your branding rather than just relying on stock images, which not a bad thing. It's just kind of being a little bit more creative and thoughtful about that because suddenly I think lots of these stock images start to look alike after a while. I agree. I think two things on Canva, their stock images actually, I would say are a lot more appealing than your typical stock images. I think that they're much more realistic looking and they're not only stock images, you can find like pictures of fields and flowers and greenery, anything that really relates to what you're talking about. They have a picture on there for it and it's not your, they they have multiple images for it. It's, you have tons of options to choose from and they're really natural and organic looking. They're not like the post pictures that you're t- you are used to typically seeing. But I think it's also important to take those stock images and kind of add a layer or an element to them, add some words, add an element overlay um, that makes it stand out. That way, when you're scrolling through your feed, you're not just seeing another um, random article image that's trying to catch your eye. You know, you, you, there's some words there, something that's going to gravitate you towards that post versus someone else's. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes when I'm working on a deck for a presentation or a workshop, I might go in and sometimes create, I can actually create a slide 16 by, you know, the 16 uh, by nine ratio slide for widescreen and create some um, great images. And I know they're already sized. I just download them as a JPEG, drop them into my deck. So there's like just so much versatility video, right? I think you can do some video now within Canva. Yeah. And you can do GIFs too. I mean, you can add a ton of different things. And um, I think you can even make slide decks animated too. Mm -hmm. So there, I think that they just kind of give you the option to do whatever you need to do with your content to make it more appealing and, and stand out from everyone else. Right. So one of our first recommendations for marketing tools that complement the work you do on LinkedIn is looking at Canva. Canva at work, if you really want to get sort of all the premium bells and whistles, definitely take a look at that. We'll put the cost in there in the show notes. And, you know, we do a lot of work in Sales Navigator. We do a lot of creating work of workflows. Sometimes we have to pull information out of Sales Navigator and we can't do it all within that tool. So let me just pause. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a LinkedIn product that is separate from LinkedIn.com. It is owned by LinkedIn. 
However, it is not a premium version. It is a separate tool built for business development and sales. We've had more than 200 and probably 20 clients in Sales Navigator. It's very, it's a very robust tool, but it needs a strategy and a workflow. So we do a lot of that workflow development. And Sarah, do you want to talk about the tool that we use for that workflow development and now for many other things? Yeah. So we use Airtable for Sales Navigator just organizing content. I'm huge on organizing just the way that I work. I need to have a place to put all of the information that I'm gathering from Sales Navigator. So um, Sydney has created a great base for all of us that we continue to duplicate for all of our clients and use it as kind of a template. And basically it holds all of the information of all of the LinkedIn profiles that we source. So that includes their the actual leads LinkedIn profile link so that that our clients can just click on it right away and view the profile if they're not so sure um, about the lead that we've pulled. They also have their name, their title, and the company that they work for in there, which is great. And then all our clients have to do is go to the reach out column and review them and say yes or no so that we can just know whether or not to send outreach. And they can even add, they can put their own notes in there. Um, One of my clients is actually grading some of them for his own work endeavors because he wants to continue to use Airtable as a CRM after our outreach is over. And he's also started organizing them in there as he wants to. So, you know, like our clients find value in it because they can continue to use it after our engagement's over and it acts as a CRM for all of these people that they're reaching out to on LinkedIn. Whereas before they may have been doing some outreach on their own, but they had no real way of tracking um, where those people were in their pipeline. So now they can they can see who we've marked as an opportunity, who said they're interested in talking to us, who has connected with us in general from our outreach, and then who we've even sent follow-up to, sent third messages, and on and on. So we really track our entire engagement with every single lead in there, and we make sure all of it's intentional. So nothing that we do in that Airtable base um, is a waste of time. It's all going towards our client's engagement, and it works towards getting them that lead to turn into business. So it's such a great base. Sydney's done an awesome job in kind of dialing down what's important, but also tracking every single step and making sure that our clients continue to find value with that that base even after our engagement's over. Yeah, these bases um, and just Airtable is so powerful. So sometimes I explain Airtable as um, Excel on steroids. Mm-hmm. And it it's another of those tools that is incredibly versatile mm-hmm. and powerful. And yet it needs to be set up and, and kind of implemented in a way to really ensure that transparency and accountability. Right. So we we love Airtable and we use it not only for client engagements and clients use it as a CRM because many of our clients don't have their own CRM. So this is a great first step. Mm -hmm. We also use it to kind of map our production workflow now. And there's just innumerable ways that Airtable can be used for a company, for an individual. I think I have part of my renovation project for my um, house in Airtable. So lots of there's and there's so many bases already set up. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've created our own base, but you can go look for templates on Airtable. And by the way, Airtable 
for the most part, you can do a lot in Airtable without spending any money yep. on Airtable. Yep. Yeah, there is a free version of Airtable. And I think even if you wanted to go to the pro version, it's $20 a month. And that's like gets you a bunch of colors, gets you automations. So it's a very affordable tool if you need a CRM that you find a lot of value out of that's that you're going to continue to use and continue to kind of grow also. And one of the things when when we think about, um, and you actually have an entire base as you said, just for content. So we actually are linking Canva images and we can share things um, from Canva, right? So images, designs, right within our Airtable base too, correct? Yeah, so we're using our content calendar. That's how our team is, is signing up and keeping track of the content every single week that they're assigned to. Um, So we do it on a month by month basis and I set it up. Sydney's actually done a great job and she added automations in there. So it hooks up to our Slack channel and um, I get a notification anytime anyone on our team has content ready for me to do. But basically we just have a tutorial sign up and a quick tip sign up every week. And then we also have a strategy blog sign up and our team will go in, they'll sign up for whatever it is and then they'll go to the other tab where their quick tip is being held and they'll write their quick tip in there. They'll put in the information like when it's due, when it's supposed to be posted. And then they'll also link whatever content they can put in there. So we can put links in there. Whenever we do tutorials on IRAD, we also put those links when they're complete right in there. So all I have to do is click on the IRAD tutorial and it'll take me right there so I can review it um, and look at it and then take it to the next step. So it's great for streamlining our content process with our team. All Everyone on our team has access to the base. Um, they're able to really configure and do whatever they need to do in there so that they get their content on time to me. Great. Okay. So in that, you mentioned two other tools. So I got to bring those up. Slack. So we've been on Slack for a while. Um, not not what I would consider would consider uh, great users of Slack. We were sort of using it in the most basic of ways, which we're basically using it for direct messaging. And we've had a Slack overhaul. Yeah. So you want to talk a little bit about how we use Slack as a team? Yeah. Since we're all remote, we have no longer have an office. We did for five years. We went fully remote in um, February of this year, 2021. So coming up with a tool like Slack um, and really using it the right way was important. So Sarah, yeah, can you share with that about that? So we've done like a total 360 with how we use Slack. <laughs> I, I have to say like, um, I, Colleen and I really would only communicate through DM and now we have the most streamlined process, like n- nothing can be missed. So Jim and Sydney actually were the ones to kind of research and reconfigure our entire Slack base by adding um, hashtag channels into um, our base. And that's how they're all specified based on what we do. So whether it's internal content, um, business development, inside, internal, there's we probably have 25, 30 bases in there that are um, or hashtags that are specific to a specific topic that we always are using. And in that channel, everyone on our team is added and we use it with tags to the person. So one of the ones that I use all the time is Intero Projects. And whenever I finish profile development 
or um, a project that we're working on, I add it to sync. I'm going to drop another tool in <laughs> where we hold all of our all of our documents. It's a secure base that all of us have access to, and we can share our documents in specific folders. And then I'll drop the sync link in, and I'll tag Colleen and let her know that a profile is is done and ready to go, and she'll get that notification right away as a direct message. But it'll be in that channel, and then we can utilize that channel again to search for anything and to communicate with with each other other people on our team can see it if they're also in in the team project and then we also have it hooked up to our Airtable base as well where we are managing a lot of our content too so there's automations in there where we get notifications so i mean slack is so dynamic it's been great the way that we're using it now we even have some some general content channels in there where people are are sharing true crime updates and <laughs> i'm not on that channel i don't think <laughs> and um some fun stuff too and um so we have some fun with it but we also we use it to to really streamline our process as well and it's been great because now we really no one's missing anything everyone's in the loop we're always learning and that way we don't have a ton of group dms with like one team member missing and then Colleen's like, hey, Sarah, did you see this? And I was like, I wasn't in that DM. <laughs> this way, everyone has access, everyone can see it. We don't have a ton of messages going on. And then our normal DMs are really just being used for um, checking in really quickly on, hey, like, can you can you jump on a call really quick? So Colleen and I especially are, are definitely using Slack in a different way to communicate than we were before. But I have to say it's it's made everything that we do so much easier and we're communicating so much better. And I, I'm I'm talking to so many more people on the team now and I've been remote for ever since I rejoined. So since uh, August and it's now I'm talking to almost everyone on the team on a regular basis, which is crazy. But it's really nice to kind of communicate with more people, I have to say, um, especially being so remote. Yeah, this is such a great topic. We can, There's so many um, things to kind of, kind of take a look at based on what you just said. One of the things we haven't actually gotten to really in terms of figuring out through Slack, but we're working on it, is we can actually jump on a video call right through Slack. So we, we all have to just fix our settings a little bit. And I definitely want to do that. So we have less Zoom calls and recordings. And once again, it's within particular channel. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't say that all of this has taken a lot of thought. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And tweaking and discipline. So each of these tools requires planning and putting a strategy to it. And then making sure you do it. And trust me, there are points in each day that I'm like, mm, what am I supposed to do next? Okay, I've got to go to that that particular channel in, in Slack. However, everything is so much more organized yeah. because before we were just, you know, DMing and I'm like, where where did that go? And it just becomes the string of messages. It's really not very smart. So a lot of this, every one of these tools requires just a little bit of planning and strategy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And time, I would say too. I mean, everyone on the team has to be committed and all into to adopting a new strategy. And I think that's one thing that's really unique about us at Intero is that 
you know, like Jim will be like, all right, guys, this is our new tool. We're using it. We're going to adopt it. And this is what we're going to use from now on. And everyone's like, okay. And we take the time to learn it. Jim and, and Sydney sit us down and walk us through everything. And sometimes it, it takes a few a few uh, demos, but I mean, I feel like everyone is is to- all in on um, organ- being more organized and streamlining a strategy that's going to make our lives all easier in the end. So that's been really great. And it's also been so rewarding for the past few weeks that we've been able to really implement this. I mean, everything is just so much easier to find, so much more organized. I have to say when we started using Sync to upload every single document that we had finished or were swapping back and forth, it seemed, it really did seem time consuming. But now that we're using it at such a high level and you and I, Colleen especially, are able to pass back and forth drafts of profiles, it's so much easier to keep like, okay, here's the first draft. Okay, I edited this one. So this is the new one. And, um, you know, kind of work from there. It's been, it's been so much better um, work wise, especially being remote and not having to have those tangible in person conversations anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a lot to really think about. And some people who are listening might say, wow, these are a lot of tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. Yeah. And, we, and we might, Sarah, as, a, as you're talking, I'm thinking, wow, once a month, we should have this conversation because I wrote down like four other tools that kind of popped into my, my head. We are using Sync rather than Google Drive, Dropbox, and Box. Jim Cusick selected Sync. He loves the security. He's pretty vigilant. So um, he did a lot of research. Not that the others are not. He just really liked um, certain features with Sync. And I have to say, I agree. Once again, creates a lot of transparency. We c- I can see versions of documents so much easier than I could in some of the other tools. And and maybe it's how we were using some of the other tools, I'm not sure, but Sync makes it so visible. And when we're moving very quickly, or we might be on a call with a client, we need, we can't be thinking while we're on a Zoom call, we need to be able to get to that document as quickly as possible. So Sync um, has absolutely, I would say, kind of revolutionized how, like my, um, part of how I work during the day, which I'm really grateful for. Because organization, as we all know, is really a key part of just getting through the day. Yeah. So love, um, do love sync. And once again, thought out, Mm -hmm. kind of streamlined, but very clear in what goes where. So once again, from sync to Slack, we're trying to create the same sort of folders, um, topics, right? Like, so that we don't have to go into that one and then kind of rethink it. Right. Right. It's kind of all matches. Everything aligns. Yeah. You also mentioned IRAD, which I would just like you to touch on. And Mm -hmm. I think we probably will have a longer episode just on IRAD. Yeah, absolutely. So IRAD's been the tool that we've used at at least the entire time that I've been at Intero when I started and then also when I rejoined the team. It's kind of evolved in the way that we've used it as the tool has evolved as well. I mean, there's so many um, different add-ons and updates that they've given it over the past few years. Um, But we use it to 
kind of visually show how you can do different things on LinkedIn, especially those basic steps that you're always asking about. How do I update this or that? Or how do I send a direct message on LinkedIn? You know, those really basic steps, but also we use it as a higher level as well. And through this past year, we've decided to kind of add to our content level by making those IRAD videos those IRAD tutorials, which are typically walkthroughs into videos and uploading them to YouTube with our voice walking you through the entire thing. Um, Because we felt like sometimes people just want it at a a faster pace and they don't want to click through the steps. They just want to see it. Um, And Jim brought up a good point. Like he always will Google something and then watch a YouTube video on it. That's the way he learns whenever he doesn't know something. So we wanted to give um, another way that people can kind of learn and, and, learn from what we do on a regular basis because we have so much to offer. So IRAD lets us record all of the steps um, walking through everything on LinkedIn. And then we can kind of highlight the areas when we go into the IRAD editor and um, kind of highlight where we're clicking so that it's easy to see. And then from there, we add the text on what you do. And we do it from a super basic standpoint. That way, if you're a new user, novice user, you know what you're doing and you know where to start and where to end. And you can take those steps that you just watched us perform and you can go do them yourself. And then we added our voice for a little personal personalization. So um, those videos are on our YouTube channel and can be found. We've probably added, I think, seven or eight so far, and we are continuing to do them every other week. Great. And we also have about, what, 170 or a little bit more than that on Inside? A ton on Um, Inside. Right. So I, I found IRAD probably, I want to say three or four years ago, because I was searching for a tutorial builder Mm -hmm. and was reading lots of um, blog posts on tutorial builders Mm -hmm. and read one particular post where in the comments, somebody said, love all the tools that you've mentioned above, but what about this tool called IRAD? And I was like, hmm. What's IRED? Mm-hmm. Went to IRED.com, started to look at it, uh, signed up for a trial. The next thing I know, I have an invite from the um, founder, CEO, and master creator of IRED, Sandeep Patel. And a few days later, I'm having a conversation with him. He's one of the most delightful people. I've had the opportunity to talk with and his vision. He's just one of my favorite people in the world. And every few months we get together and have a conversation. Recently started talking with Dipti Patel, who is his wife and who's doing a lot of marketing. And they're they're just an incredible, it's an incredible group of people. It's an incredible tool and has really been instrumental in how we've built out inside our learning platform. And I love, once again, with what you started with, Sarah, like the whole usability and the versatility of the product. Mm -hmm. And I think absolutely comes through with IRAD too. So we might do a whole episode and maybe have Dipti or Sandeep on to join us. Yeah, that would be great. But they're so fast. I use them. Sometimes people will ask me, how do I download first level connections on LinkedIn? I just go to that 
you know, PDF and I just send that off because very often we are probably answering, which we're happy to do, mm-hmm. the same question over and over again. Right. Or after I do a workshop, now I put a series of resources together. So it might be the deck and the Zoom replay and three or four tutorials on sort of those basics that I feel like everybody needs to know about, but have great, have more access to and may have forgotten how to do from the workshop. Yeah. Really, really great tool. Some others we need to talk about down the road, Vimeo and how we use Vimeo. Yep. Yes. We probably should talk about Pipedrive, um, Grammarly, which, you know, is one of our go-to tools for yeah. sure. I think it's pretty pretty mainstream at this point, Grammarly. However, we see lots of people, um, especially on LinkedIn, who probably aren't using Grammarly <laughs> and could probably benefit from doing so. Once again, another tool where it's a, there's a free version and... I use the premium version because I use Grammarly so much. And with my a little bit of my competitive spirit, I actually get Grammarly updates every week on um, how well I'm doing. And I think I have something like a 69-week uh, streak or something, probably. I don't know. I use it quite a bit. I, I prefer nothing leaves my inbox or... Um, Anything that's important always goes through Grammarly and then Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. It's always better that way. (laughs) All right. Let's, um, oh, and a couple more. I just forgot. Intercom, we should take a look at down the road. Aweber, which we use for email marketing and certainly Google Analytics. So we will will definitely continue this conversation. Mm -hmm. Let's summarize. Uh, Let's give everyone a truth, tool, and tip on today's topic. Digital tools that complement LinkedIn. How about a truth? I guess my something that we've heard over and over is I'm not getting the results I want content-wise. And the truth is that you're not going to be a content rock star overnight. One of your you're not just going to put a post up there and it's going to take off and every you're going to turn influencer. Um, no one starts that way. I think we'd say it all the time, but consistency is the key. Um, continue to post, continue to try to get better and kind of use the tools that we've mentioned to get better. Use Canva um, to make your stuff a little bit more interesting over like evaluate what you're doing because you won't get those results overnight. It's going to take some time. Yeah. I think that's a great truth. Somebody mentioned the other day, how do I get it to go viral? Like, I, I would actually have to say, with all due respect, move on from yeah. thinking it's going to go viral, right? Like if, if a few people, right, it, it's all about turning something into business or hiring somebody, finding the right people. You don't need a huge audience. We're not going to be all social influencers. You just want to personalize and find the group yeah. that wants to engage, right? Tool, we've talked a lot about them, but sort of the key tool for today's session Definitely Canva. Definitely Canva. I couldn't live without it. I don't know how we would do half the work that we do without it. It's just, it's amazing. It's a great dynamic tool. I think everyone should have it um, in their tool belt for sure. Great. And a tip. I think have fun with the content that you create. The more real that you are and the more that you kind of play around and have fun with the posts that you're creating while still being intentional, of course, the more likely people are to engage. So try to 
make your uh, images, make your posts just a little bit more dynamic and engage with the audience that you're truly trying to engage with. Just to add on to that point, I would say be an engager of other people's content, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you are hoping that people will engage with your content, you probably want to be the person who also engages, con, you know, um, comments, shares other content. So, and sometimes be the first person to do that. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Terrific. Thanks, Sarah. We will be back with another episode of Standout on LinkedIn, Indispensable Truths, Tools, and Tips. We hope you take what we talk about here and apply it to your intention to stand out on LinkedIn. As always, a great conversation. I'm Colleen, signing off until our next episode. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on LinkedIn, get to know us on LinkedIn, and on our website, interoadvisory.com. We have lots of valuable content, including Insight, our membership site, and more. We'd appreciate a shout out on your preferred channel, a review, or a comment on what you'd like us to discuss. You can listen in on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and other channels. Check out our tutorials on YouTube as well. Thanks very much for being a part of Stand Out on LinkedIn.